at the heart of most women's desires is the ability to experience motherhood. After all, there's great joy in bringing new life into this world. So what happens when you're robbed of this joy? What happens when you are unmothered? My name is Agatha Gichana and this is Nation Reports Podcast. This is what has been happening to women living with HIV over the years. While seeking antenatal care from maternity clinics, these women were forced into getting tubal ligation procedures in exchange for HIV medications such as ARVs, baby formula, and food provisions. We are seated with Carol and Mary, not their real names. Two women living with HIV who were sterilized at Pumwani Maternity Hospital. This is the story of how these two women were unmothered. I was attending prenatal clinic at Blue House in Nairobi. One of my children is HIV positive and was always sick. I did not want the same for the child I was about to give birth to. After being advised by nurses at the clinic, I decided I will not breastfeed my child so that I could reduce mother-to-child transmission. When it was close to my due date, I went to Pumwani Maternity Hospital where I was referred to. Blue House Clinic had given us vouchers that we'll use at Pumwani to access maternity services at a subsidized rate. The attending doctor advised me to get a cesarean section to reduce chances of transmission. That night, the attending nurse called me to her office. She asked me whether I knew I was booked for theater and how many children I had, to which I answered too. She then asked, do you want the baby you are about to deliver to suffer like your second-born child? Do you want them to be positive? The nurse then told me to prevent mother-to-child transmission that should be the last child I ever give birth to. I told her my husband and I were planning to have three more children, but she insisted. She insisted that I should get sterilized. The following morning, as she was being wheeled into theater while in labor pain, the same nurse presented her with papers which she signed. Carol thought that she was approving a cesarean section since it's a surgical procedure. Turns out, she was also approving a tubal ligation. After the delivery, I was in a lot of pain. But since I had never had a surgical procedure, I thought it was normal to feel that way. It was only during the ward rounds that I heard my doctor say that I was in so much pain because I had two surgical procedures a cesarean section, and a tubal ligation. I was so shocked. Even though I was devastated, I kept quiet. I did not tell anyone, not even my husband. When she went back to Blue House Madare Clinic, she was told that she had to provide proof that she had undergone a bilateral tubal ligation. That was the only way she could access ARV drugs and baby milk. They told me they will not give any provision, including baby milk or ARVs, unless I go back to Pumwani Hospital and get proof of family planning. I went back to Pumwani, got documentation that showed I had undergone a bilateral tubal ligation. 
The clinic then started giving me ARV drugs and milk for the baby. I observed that it was very painful for Carol to live with the knowledge that she could no longer have children. I also realized just how central fertility is to an African woman living in a patriarchal society. I also speak to Mary, another woman who was also coerced into getting sterilized at Pumwani Maternity Hospital. She explains how this has affected her life. A charity organization supported and advised me to see a psychiatrist with my husband. That was when he learned that I had been sterilized. From then on, there are a lot of conflicts within the family because I could no longer give birth. A few years later, my husband died by suicide. I became depressed because I knew the procedure was permanent and irreversible. By the time of publication, the High Court found that Pumwani Maternity Hospital had sterilized both Mary and Carol without their informed consent. The court also awarded both women 3 million shillings each as compensation. While Mary and Carol may have been vindicated by the judiciary of Kenya, many other unmothered women out there continue to suffer in silence. This story was written and narrated by Agatha Gichana. The voiceovers were done by Sylvia Mutua and Grace Masharia. And the podcast was produced by Kevin Miner. Special credit goes to Jen Smart, Managing Editor Newsroom Production, and Dorcas Muga, Gender and Education Editor.